Likutei Sichais, Chelik Yitzayin, Volume 17, the second Sicha for Parshas Kedoshim. This is a Rashi Sicha. However, we're also going to learn a lot and get deeper insight into the mitzvah, the most fundamental mitzvah of all mitzvahs, namely the mitzvah of Ahavas Yisrael, of loving a fellow Jew. So now a parsha, in chapter 19, verse 18, it says, V'yahavta l'reach ha You should love your fellow Jew as yourself. So Rashi says, and the words, V'yahavta l'reach ha Rashi says, Omar Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva said, Ze klal godl batoira. This is a fundamental principle, or literally a great general rule in the Torah. Now, many of the commentaries explain that what is the objective of Rabbi Akiva saying? The purpose of the saying is that he's trying to emphasize, to bring out how important and how great this mitzvah is. And this is similar to the idea that Hillel, the great sage Hillel said, the famous story of one came to convert and he said to Hillel, he wants to know the whole Torah standing on one foot, meaning give it to me in one sentence. And Hillel said, that that what you don't like to be done to you, don't do it to the other. And he said to him, this is the entire Torah, and the rest is commentary. So it's similar, it's along those lines. Now, of course, the question is, indeed, this is the purpose of Rabbi Akiva saying, that he's trying to emphasize, he's trying to underscore the importance of this mitzvah. However, the question is, and we are already well familiar with the rules of Rashi. Rashi himself sets himself the rule that he only explains that which needs to be explained, which must be explained according to Shutai Shomikra, which means the literal, simple, basic meaning of the verse. Rashi is not a book of ethics. Rashi is not a book of morals. Indeed, he gives us ethics and morals, but that's not his primary objective. His primary objective is to explain the verses so we can flow along. The question is, what was difficult here in the Pasuk that requires Rashi to explain, and, 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 and how does it get explained with him saying that Rabbi Akiva says this is a great general rule? That's number one. Number two, we know that there's a rule that Rashi does not actually quote the name of the author of that saying unless it enhances, it contributes to the understanding, to the benefit of the meaning of what he's trying to explain. How exactly is bringing Rabbi Akiva's name into the mix, how does that help us better understand it? So the Rebbe says that there is an expression that says that the question is a great one, but the answer is very simple. In other words, the fact that the answer is simple doesn't doesn't in any way negate the fact that it's not a good question. But there's a very simple answer here, and the answer is as follows. You see, when you read the verse, and it says, Again, what does it mean? Literally, you should love your fellow Jew as yourself. Of course, immediately the question comes up, how is it possible to love someone like yourself? And if it's so important that you have to love someone like you love yourself, then the question becomes, why the need for so many of the commandments in the Torah 
that pertain to the interpersonal relationships, such as do not steal, do not rob, do not, do not uh, take revenge, do not commit adultery. All these things fall under this flag of loving someone like yourself. Because the fact is, if you love someone like you really love yourself, then automatically, and as a direct result, you won't do these things to another. In other words, there's a direct outcome of you loving another person. So the question then is, if loving a fellow, loving another Jew like yourself is is the mitzvah here, literally, then why the need for any of the other mitzvahs? And this is what Rashi is telling us. This is how he helps us by telling us, listen, this is only a fundamental concept, a great general rule in the Torah. In other words, this mitzvah of loving your fellow Jew is only a cloud, is only a fundamental general rule. The rest, meaning all those mitzvot of don't steal, don't kill, don't hit your friend, don't hate your friend, don't cause him pain, all those things are all the details of this general rule. Now, even if you ask, wait, typically when you have a fundamental concept, you have a general rule, the details immediately follow. And here we don't find that because all those things we mentioned, like don't steal, don't kill, don't hurt another, don't be jealous of another, don't don't uh, commit the act of revenge and so on. All those things are spread out throughout the entire Torah. So how can we make the argument that these are a details, that these are, so to speak, a derivative of this general rule of loving your fellow Jew? Well, the answer is, and this is why Rashi says, Zeklau Godoil Batoira. This is a great general rule, a fundamental rule in the entire Torah. So any place in the Torah is, so to speak, the correct place for the details of this general rule. Any place in the Torah is a continuation of the expression of this general rule because this is a general fundamental rule in the entire Torah, a concept in the entire Torah. So this is how Rashi answers the question by saying that this is a general fundamental concept in the Torah. However, the question still remains, and this is a very practical question, you know, at the end of the day, loving your fellow Jew as yourself is really something which is an emotional endeavor. This is something which is connected to the, quote, to the heart. This is something, is a feeling in the heart. And we know that it's really something you can't command someone to do. How do you command someone to feel something? I don't feel it. You tell me to, you have to feel such and such. I don't feel it. Now, if you tell me to do something, if I have to do a certain action, to do it by rote, that is possible. I can go through the motions without having any feelings because I have to get the job done. I can physically do it. That you can demand someone, that you can put someone to task. But how is it that the Torah tells us that you should love your fellow Jew? I don't love him. I don't have that feeling. How can I force myself to have that feeling? And moreover, that it should be like me, myself. How is that possible? And another question, we know that any matter that's, quote, given over to the heart, meaning any matter that is something internal in the person, so to speak, only God knows what the person's true intent is. We know already from a previous Rashi in verse 14, where it says over there, and you should fear your God, I am God, says Rashi over there, rule that any mitzvah that pertains, that is, so to speak, limited 
to one's emotions, one inner feelings, and no one can know. On the outside, you can't really tell what the person's intentions are. Those mitzvahs, Hashem says, you should fear me, your God, meaning I am the one that's able to discern between what you're doing right and what you're not doing right, what you really mean and what you don't mean. If that's the case, this mitzvah should have also have that quotation. This mitzvah should have said, if it's a mitzvah that pertains to the heart, that is something that is a, an emotional thing that has to come from within. For these two reasons, these two questions, is why Rashi adds the name of the author of this saying. And also tells us that it's a rule, it's a general cloud, it's a fundamental concept. How does this help? You see, because it's a fundamental principle, because it's a general rule, therefore, as we said above, the only way to really implement it is through the details. Now, all those details are A, actions. Each one has a very defined way of observance. Don't do this or do this. They're actions which you should or should not do. And even by many of them, it actually does say this quotation. You should fear your God, I am God. Thus, Rashi answers that question. And by mentioning the name of the author, Rashi answers a few further answers all the, the, all the details and helps us better understand it. You see, in the Talmud we find there's a debate and the, the debate in, in pertaining to, let's say if two people are traveling, they're going through the desert and they only have one, one guy has only one little jug of water and it only can suffice for one person. If both of them drink, they're both going to perish. If he drinks alone, then at least he'll be able to survive. He'll be able to quench his thirst enough to survive. So the question is, what is he obligated to do according to the Torah? Rabbi Akiva is of the opinion that Chayecha Koydman, your life comes first or your life takes precedent. In other words, in a situation like that, your survival takes priority over the other. And this, and according to this, it comes out that when it says, you should love your friend like yourself, it doesn't mean as yourself, but like yourself. With the prefix of chaf, the Hebrew prefix which means like, similar to yourself, but not exactly like you like you love yourself. And then, this helps understand. Because it's not really possible for one to truly love another exactly like they love themselves. And, like we said, emotionally, I cannot fully and absolutely love another like I love myself, or maybe I don't love the other person at all. But to go through the actions, in other words, in all those scenarios where, quote, my life is not at play, my life doesn't need to take priority. In other words, those are things like don't kill, don't steal, don't hurt someone, don't cause someone else pain, don't be jealous of someone. All those things will not in any way encroach on my survival. And therefore, that's where it comes clearer and we can better understand when we say it's a general rule, but it's Rabbi Akiva who said it. The question is, still, how could it be kamoicha? How could it be like yourself? Still, as much as you can try to love someone and go through all those motions, all those actions, which will eventually bring a person to be more sensitive, 
and more compassionate to another Jew, but still, how can we, how can the Torah command us to quote, love another like yourself, even similar to yourself? Not absolutely as yourself, but close to like yourself. How is it still possible? How can one get this? And here again, this becomes enhanced by quoting Rabbi Akiva. You see, because Rabbi Akiva is of the opinion, and Rabbi Akiva says that no matter what, even if a Jew is not in good standing with his observance of Torah and mitzvah, Rabbi Akiva says, Chavivin Yisroel Shenikru Bonim Lamokin, that Jew, the Jews are beloved, that they are called always, regardless of their state, regardless of their behavior, they're always called children to the Almighty. And this is in Pirkei Ovis in chapter Gimel, in chapter, in chapter 3, Perigimel. And if so, it comes out, according to this, if we're all children of Hashem, then we're all brothers, we're all siblings. And for that, what one needs to do is just think about it is just meditate on it, contemplate this idea, and one eventually will come to loving another Jew, another Jew just like one would love a sibling in a typical scenario. And another thing that Rashi hints by bringing the name Rabbi Akiva, see, because really one can ask, one second, if this is a general rule, if this is such a fundamental principle in the Torah, how come the Torah waited until now, until our Parsha, we're about two and a half books into the Torah, why did it wait till now to tell it to us, to share this with us, if it's so fundamental, if it's so principled? And the answer is, Rabbi Akiva himself is the one who holds, this is the Beit Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Shmuel, exactly how the Torah was disseminated, how the Torah was given over by Hashem. Rabbi Akiva maintains that both Klalus Upratus, both the general statements and the details were all given over at Sinai. And for the following 40 years, in the Oemoid, in the tent of meeting, where God taught Moshe, and Moshe taught the Jewish people, merely what took place is it was just Moshe repeating everything in detail. But essentially, according to Rabbi Kiva, everything was already stated. Everything, both the general statements and the details were all stated at Mount Sinai. Thus it comes out that even though it took time until it evolved, until Moshe taught it to us in our Parsha. But according to Rabbi Akiva, there's no question, is no contradiction in terms by saying this is a general rule, this is a fundamental rule, and yet it hasn't been mentioned until now. Because according to Rabbi Akiva, it's already been said by Mount Sinai. It's just you and I, we're not privy to that fact that it's been said at Mount Sinai until now that Moshe is disclosing it to us as he is repeating it, as he is telling it over as he's going through step by step all the details. Now we'll take this, as the Rebbe always would say, the wine of the Torah, meaning the deeper esoteric teachings and meaning in this Rashi, how Rashi presents this, and we'll get a better understanding, a little deeper appreciation of the mitzvah of Avas Yisrael. You see, as we already mentioned in the beginning, there are two expressions when it comes to the mitzvah of loving your fellow man. We have Rabbi Akiva's expression, which is that this is Klau Godel Batorah, that obviously soil is a fundamental principle, a general rule in the Torah. But then you have Hillel's saying, which is that the, this is the entire Torah and the rest is merely commentary. Okay? And it's interesting that Rashi only quotes Rabbi Akiva, and it would make sense that he does so. 
Why didn't he quote Hillel? You see, because according to the Pshutah Shemikra, according to the basic, simple understanding of the verses, this isn't the entire Torah. This is only merely a part of the Torah, because we know that in mitzvot, there are basically two general categories. There is the mitzvot ben adam l'makom between man and his creator, and then there are mitzvot between ben adam l'chavera, between one and another, the interpersonal mitzvot. Thus, according to Pshuta Shamikra, according to the basic understanding of the verses, it's obvious why Rashi only quotes Rabbi Akiva. But getting back to it, we have now two expressions, two varying expressions as to the essence of the mitzvah of Ahavas Yisrael, of loving a fellow Jew. The question is, following the rule that the Talmud itself says, that whenever there's a debate, according to, the, according to you know, a debate on, in, a, in a Torah matter, and two sages seem to be of varying opinion, yet the Talmud says, Eilu ve'elu these and these, meaning both opinions are the quote, the words of the living God, meaning they're both true. And the question is, if they're both true, once you have Hillel's statement, which says that this is the entirety of the Torah, well, how exactly is there any enhancement in status by saying that this is a general rule? In other words, knowing that if Hillel's statement is true, which it is, because we say both are true, both are the, quote, the words of the living God, then what exactly does this add? What does this bring to the table, the fact that it's a general rule? So the Rebbe says, in order to understand this, we'll take a look at a saying in the first chapter of Pirkei Avot, happens to be a saying by Hillel, where Hillel says over there that one should be like the, as a follower, a disciple of Aaron, who loved everyone, pursued peace, he loved even, quote, the creatures, meaning even those who didn't have any other virtue other than the fact that they're created by Hashem, that they're called Jews, but other than that, in terms of observance, in terms of practice of Torah and mitzvot, they are zero, they are no, they have no virtue, and yet you have to love them, he says, and you have to bring them close to the Torah. You have to try to bring them closer to the observance of Torah and mitzvot. So what do we see from this, from this saying? There are two, there are two aspects to it. On the one hand, you have to love every Jew, regardless of their standing regardless of their commitment in terms of observance of Torah and mitzvahs. And the reason for it is because in, its, in our source, meaning in the essence of a Jew, a Jew is greater than the Torah even. A Jew is essentially pure and good beyond any connection to the Torah, even without a connection to the Torah. As it says, Yisrael, Yisrael hu. A Jew, even if he sinned, even if he committed every single sin in the Torah, is still a Jew. A Jew is a Jew. Because the, the, the greatness of a Jew, the value of a Jew, the essence of the neshama of a Jew is far beyond even the Torah. That's on one hand. But on the other hand, it comes out that the whole purpose over here is to do what? You should love a Jew and bring him closer to the Torah. So on the one hand, you love the Jew because he's a Jew, but on the other hand, you're trying to bring him closer to the Torah. How do we explain it? The answer is that indeed, the sages tell us, quote, that the thought, meaning the, the idea of the Jews, preceded the Torah, so to speak, in Hashem's mind. But on the other hand, the Zohar tells us that in order for a Jew to 
truly and properly connect to Hashem, it says, quote, the Jew connects to the Torah and the Torah connects to Hashem and through that you become connected to Hashem. So again, it comes out that there are two extremes, there are two sides. On the one hand, the Jew is greater than the Torah, but this is because of his source, the essence of the Jew. But on the other hand, the Jew, as he manifests himself, as it becomes manifested down here, a neshama, a soul, in a physical body, seems to be less than the Torah and needs the Torah as a means in order to connect to Hashem and bring out the true inner essence, the greatness of a Jew. In other words, the greatness of the Jew cannot remain exclusive. It now, as the Jew is down here in this world, it needs, it requires the power of the Torah in order to connect to Hashem. So now we see, and that explains for the two extremes in this mitzvah of Avos Yisrael as, explained, as, as expressed in the words of Hillel. You see, on the one hand, you have to love every Jew unconditionally, regardless of their standing, because a Jew is greater than anything. Uh, however, on the other hand, to fully express and bring out the greatness of the Jew, you try have to try to bring him close to the Torah in order to get that in an expressed manner, that connection to Hashem, the greatness of the Jew. And now we'll understand the difference between Hillel and Rabbi Akiva. You see, Rabbi Akiva is addressing, so to speak, the Jew as the Jew is down here in this world. And therefore he says that this is a klal god of Torah. This is a fundamental principle, a great rule in the, the Torah. Why? Because as the Jew is down here in this world, the Jew needs the Torah, the Jew requires the Torah in order for the Torah to bring him closer to Hashem and in order to bring him and express him for what he really is, what the greatness of a Jew is. And therefore he says that it's only a general rule in the Torah because you need now the rules, you need now, so to speak, the boundaries and specifications of the Torah because the Torah by definition is something which has borders, has, so to speak, a protocol. It has rules and regulations. That is the Torah. And therefore, in order for the Jew to become expressed fully, you need the Torah, so it needs to be a rule in the Torah. However, Hillel, what is Hillel addressing? Hillel is addressing the essence, the true, the source of the of the neshama of the Jew. He's referring to the, the, so to speak, the Jew as he is above, beyond the Torah, and that's why he says this is the entire Torah. This is all of the Torah, because the truth is that according to this, from this perspective, the Jew is even greater than the Torah. But as we said before, we understand why Rashi preferred and quoted Rabbi Akiva, because over here we're talking about Pshutei Shemikra, we're talking about the Jew as he is in the Torah, as the Torah commands us to deal with the Jew. Thus, we have to look at the Jew from this perspective, that it's a klal godol Torah, that through the Torah and its rules, we're able to bring out the true greatness of a Jew.